I could farm out my social media. I could farm out my marketing. Um, I could farm out, you know, organizing my emails or my booking. There's a lot of things that can be sent out to VAs, but you need to decide whether that's something that you want to be paying for. If it's, um, you know, individual projects or if it's a long running thing, uh, if you can afford to pay someone to do that and if it would be worth it to you because you'd have more time to do other things like performing. A lot of times I tell people, look, you perform one extra gig a month because you have this extra time and you've made your money to pay your VA. Welcome to the Female Entrepreneur Musician Podcast with Bree Noble. Bree is a musician, entrepreneur, speaker, and founder of Women of Substance Music Radio and Podcast. Bree's interviews with successful female musicians and industry pros are both inspirational and informational. She also answers your questions about the music business. Bree is on a mission to help you create great music, connect with your fans, and grow your business and to truly become a female entrepreneur musician. Hey, hey, this is Bree Noble, and I am so glad you're tuned in to the Female Entrepreneur Musician podcast today, where we talk about making great music, connecting with your audience, and growing your business. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by my free Musician's Profit Path Masterclass, the five-stage blueprint for creating massive growth in your fan base and sustainable income for your music career. If you feel overwhelmed by everything you think you need to do for your music career, or you've watched other musicians and tried to do what they're doing, but it hasn't worked for you, well, don't worry. That's why I created the five stages of music career growth. So you can figure out where you're at right now, learn exactly what you should be focusing on and what you shouldn't be focusing on so you don't waste time and money. I also give you benchmarks to reach in several key areas like live performing, fan base growth, social media, recording, and more. So join me for my free masterclass, The Musician's Profit Path, over at musiciansprofitpath.com. Free classes are running every day, so go register at musiciansprofitpath.com. I'm so happy to be back live this week on Indie Interactive, and I'm including that conversation here on our show. I'm bringing back a popular subject, which is how to find virtual assistants for musicians. Back on episode number 81, I talked to my assistant, Caitlin Kolarski, about all the ins and outs of being a virtual assistant and how to work well with virtual assistants. You'll definitely want to go check that out. That's at femmusician.com slash 081 for that episode. But today we're talking more about how to find the best virtual assistant for you by figuring out the projects that you need to ask a virtual assistant to do, and then finding the right personalities and characteristics for virtual assistants that you need to do those projects, and then where to find them. So I'm going to jump right in to my conversation on Indie Interactive. We are going to be talking about how to find the best virtual assistant for your musician business. I think this is something that really trips people up. And I know that I have a lot of conversation with my students in the Female Musician Academy about how to find good virtual assistants or helpers or people to do projects for you in your musician business. Because 
there's no like roadmap or there's not really like a one-stop shop to find the kind of people that you need to help you in your business. So that's why I want to talk about this today because I've got a lot of experience with having virtual assistants help me in my musician business as well as in my current business. So I want to kind of go through where you can find these people, how you can find them, and you know what you need to look for in them. So all right, so let's jump into the content here. So the first thing that we're going to be talking about is, you know, I think the biggest thing with virtual assistants that I hear people out there saying is, okay, go find someone to do the things that either you don't like to do or you don't know how to do and have them help you with those things. And I want to turn this on its head. I want to talk about this from a completely different angle. Because in my opinion, if you're going to hire somebody to help you, you need to be able to show them what to do and understand whether they're doing it correctly or not. I realize that there are a lot of things that are not our expertise or are not our forte, um, but you need to know what it is that you want them to do and what would make you happy if they executed it the way you want it. And so if you don't go into this knowing already how to do the thing in general, even if not specifically, and having some kind of a system for being able to know, okay, when they're done with this project, I think they did a good job because of, and this is what I'm expecting to get out of it. So I'm going to recommend that you start handing off things to virtual assistants that you already know how to do, that you've created a system for, and that you you know, you really know the step-by-step -step and you can teach them the step-by-step -step of how to do it. So when they have questions along the way, they can ask you, they'll know whether they're being successful or not because they're following your system and you'll know, and they'll have confidence. You're not just throwing them into this ocean and be like, okay, learn how to swim. I'm not going to tell you how, figure it out. And so that's why I want to start with this concept of giving them something that you know, already know how to do and that you could teach them. Um, and I'm going to be using the term VA throughout here because it's shorter instead of virtual assistant. But in case you're wondering what VA stands for, that's virtual assistant. So some examples of this would be maybe booking. You've got a booking system already set up. You know exactly how it works. You've got the email templates written. All someone would need to do is go in and you'd give them a list of things or you tell them how to do the research you want and they would do it. They would call, they would email, they would follow a step-by-step -step process that you've given them and they can then execute that. But if you just said, go book me some shows, they're not going to know what kind of shows you're looking for. They're not going to be able to talk in your voice or um, if you're wanting them to book as themselves versus you, they're not going to be able to know exactly uh, the way you would interact with a vendor or a venue. And, you know, they might not represent you the way that you want. They might come across like, you know, super flippant, whereas yours are more, more formal, you know. So you need to make sure that the person is representing you the way that they want you want them to represent you. And that is set up through giving them a system of, of steps to go through. So as we go on to the next slide, I want you guys to throw in here any questions that come up about finding a virtual assistant. Um, I will get into how to find them after we talk about what we want them to do. 
but I see that there's already some great comments on here. Um, Adam says, great idea. Teach others to, to do the things, you know, yes. Um, then you can focus on the things that you need to learn. That's actually a really great point or focus on the things that only you can do. Obviously only you can write songs that you write. Only you can perform. So there are things that you cannot have a VA do that you need to focus on. So what, think about what things you can learn so you can teach a VA. So for example, maybe you don't have a booking system yet but you want to create one. Well, maybe you want to go to Tara's book, like a boss, that's going to be coming up in October and you want to learn how to create a system that's going to work for you and then hand it over to a VA. Uh, maybe you want to have them handle your inbox and you want to use my, how to get to inbox zero system to set up your inbox. So it doesn't become a total disaster. Like we know it can, and you're going to just have your VA handle your emails and stuff and teach them the system that you use to handle them. And in my system, it's got like some, some folders that say like, you know, you need to read this eventually, or you need to follow up on this today, or you need to follow up on this this week. And a VA could easily organize those things into the folders that you need. So you can use the system, but first you need to learn how to do the system, right? So um, if there's systems that you want to learn in order to teach a VA, make sure you learn the system first. Because again, you won't know if they're doing a good job if you don't know how to do the system. Well, maybe let's just say the VA has their own system and you know they, they've got a system that they work with they think that works well. That is great. You're hiring someone with a little more expertise, but you should learn their system. You shouldn't just trust that what they're doing is going to work for you. You should learn their system, figure out how it would fit into your musician business and then be like, okay, now, now go ahead and execute this and I'll know what to look for because I understand it. And I can, you know, kind of look it over once you've come back with some results and see, okay, how you got there and, you know, whether this is working for us. Um, do an audit of your business to figure out what it is that you want to have assistance do. And that goes along with when we're figuring out what we know that we can teach them or what we don't know that we need to learn um, go through your business and say, okay, here, these are the things I could farm out, you know, and then say, okay, do I want to, I could farm out my social media, I could farm out my marketing, um, I could farm out, you know, organizing my emails or my booking, there's a lot of things that can be sent out to VAs, but you need to decide whether that's something that you want to be paying for. If it's, um, you know, individual projects, or if it's a long running thing, if you can afford to pay someone to do that, and if it would be worth it to you because you'd have more time to do other things like performing. A lot of times I tell people, look, you perform one extra gig a month because you have this extra time and you've made your money to pay your VA. And then you've gotten out more in performing and you have felt a little less stressed because you're not doing the things that you don't necessarily want to do. Um, so when you're doing this audit, yeah, of course, what you like to do comes into it, what your strengths and weaknesses are come into it. But again, you can't just throw something at a VA because you don't like to do it and just expect them to execute it flawlessly and know what to do that works with your business because you haven't trained them. So do that audit, write down like kind of all the things that you do throughout the week 
and see which things might be useful to consider getting a virtual assistant for, whether it's for one short-term project to see how they work out, which I totally recommend, or for a long-running thing. So let's talk about where we're going to find these people. And we're going to start this way, this conversation with what qualities do you need in a VA for the work that you're asking them to do? So first you figured out what the work is that you need them to do. Now, what kind of qualities do you need in someone? So I'm going to illustrate this by talking about my current VAs that I have now. I have three different VAs. And I've hired them over time because of things, that, qualities that I needed. So my first VA is actually my mom. She does a small amount of work for me now. Um, she used to do a little more, but, you know, she's wanting to go more onto the retirement, you know, side of things. So she's wanting less and less work. But when, when I first started and even in my musician business, she did work for me. She would do execute some of my booking system for me. Um, she would input email addresses that I got at live shows, things like that, that could easily be done. But what I use her for now, and that illustrates the qualities of why I continue to use her is because she's absolutely passionate about my success because she's my mom, right? So, um, not only that is she's extremely flexible, you know, because she's my mom, I can call her on a Sunday night and be like, Oh my gosh, I didn't get this done. I'm finishing it at the last minute. Can you please put it up, you know, for tomorrow's podcast or whatever. And she will do it because she's my mom. Right? So one of the qualities that you need to think about is, you know, how flexible and how willing is this person that I hire going to be to, to help me, on, you know, more of an immediate basis and how much are they invested in what I do? So that's one reason I still have my mom doing, doing some stuff for me because there are some things that I can ask her to do on the weekend that I would never ask my other assistants to do just because I know she'll do it. And I'm not trying to take advantage of her. It's just, if I get into a pinch um, and, you know, she's very concerned with my success. So you know, maybe you've got some things that are just like small little details that need taking care of, but, and they're not, you can't put it into a total system. You just need someone that you can really rely on. That is going to be a family member. That's going to be one of your strongest supporters in your tribe, one of your fans, somebody like that, that can help you in those ways. Um, so then the next person that I needed and the quality that I needed was somebody who really knew uh, business skills, who really knew how to use all the tools that we need to use online. Things like ConvertKit, which is my email provider, things like ClickFunnels, which is what I use to create all the pages that you guys sign up for webinars on and things. Um, people that someone that understood WordPress so they could put up all my blog posts and podcasts that this will become once we're done. Um, you know, they understood how to put things on YouTube and how all the, these things work together, how to post on social media in a way that, um, you know, using automated software and be able to really use, you know, my voice on social media. That's the kind of person I needed next. And that's when I hired Caitlin. 
because she was already a virtual assistant. She was serving other customers and she already knew a lot of these platforms. And if she didn't know them, I knew she could learn them quickly. And so that was the type of person I needed next, looking at the list of things that I needed help with. And then thirdly, as I started to grow my community and it was getting very large and my uh, free community had grown over maybe up to 1500 at this point, I needed someone that understood that community and could be a part of that community and communicate with all the people in that community as one of them, as a musician. And so that's when I hired Beth. And Beth was perfect for that position because she already was a part of my community. She is a musician. She understands what everybody in that community are going through. And my mom used to be a moderator for that group, but it wasn't a good fit because she's not a musician. Like she doesn't understand any of the things that we go through. And so when I hired Beth, that was a perfect transition um, into a third position because I needed somebody who really gets where my audience is coming from and is able to speak to them directly in the marketing when she posts things there. And when she talks about workshops that I'm doing, she can, you know, approach that from the perspective of somebody who really does want to learn the information because she is a musician. So I want you to, with this example that I'm giving you, I want you to think about the VAs that you're hiring and what you need them for and think about the specific qualities that you would need in somebody to do the things that you want them to do. Do they need to be a musician? Do they need to understand music to do the thing that you need help with? Maybe you need someone to make charts for you. Uh, You can't hire a general VA for that. They wouldn't know. Maybe you need someone uh, to help you with your website. In that case, it wouldn't have to be a musician. I mean, the perfect fit would be a musician who also is really good at websites because they can create a great music website. But if you have a template and an idea of what you want it to look like, it doesn't have to be a musician that does the website for you. Um, So you need to think about the qualities you need in their personality, their experience, their desire to learn certain things. I mean, there are things that, you know, my mom does not desire to learn or my daughter who does my images, she does not desire to learn most of the things that I do because she's not interested in that. So you need to pick somebody that's really interested in the thing that you're having them do because they're going to do such a better job if you choose somebody like that. So that was my um, kind of review of the assistance that I have now that I thought would be helpful to help you figure out why I hired them and why I use them. So let's talk about where you can find these people. So let me tell you where I found all of my people, which I think would be helpful. Obviously, I already talked about my mom. Um, If you're looking for somebody that's devoted, that's really passionate about your cause and your music and is willing to be a little more flexible and, um, you know, do be a jack of all trades kind of, that's going to be someone that's a family member. It's going to be a fan someone that has been your friend for a long time and really supports your music, that is going to be the person that is you're going to want to find for that. And that's going to be in your own circle. So you don't need to look far for that. If you're looking for somebody that has the business savvy to be able to handle your you know, email newsletters and your 
um, your, you know, website and any blog posts and things like that, social media, you are going to need to look for somebody who knows about those things, who's already been experienced in those. That is a, a tougher learning curve to teach somebody um, maybe that's in your inner circle that doesn't know those things already. I mean, you know, my mom, she can do social media, but she doesn't like to very much. It's not her forte. Um, she does a little bit of email stuff for me, but you know, I can tell she doesn't enjoy it. Right. So we need to find somebody that really does enjoy that type of thing and wants to learn. And those people are going to be found probably in specific VA groups. Um, referrals are really the best way to find these kind of people, you know, ask me, ask other people in our free group or in the Academy about referrals of people that they've worked with. Uh, if you're working with a specific program, say Banzoogle, I would go to them and say, hey, do you have any people that help build websites that you can refer? I know they do. Um, if it's, you know, whatever it is that you're working with that you need help with, if it's an EPK, look around, find other musicians that have great looking ones, ask them if they built it themselves or if they um, got, you know, hired somebody. And a lot of musicians are really great with tech. So there may be musicians even in our free group or the academy that would be interested in doing a little side work. You know, they've built their EPK and it looks awesome and it wouldn't be that difficult for them to build yours. So go into groups like that and put out feelers there. See if anyone would be interested in doing that. And then, of course, um, you know, if you need actual musicians, you're going to need to go into groups where there are musicians. And again, like that's another reason I built this free group of like almost 3,400 people now is that that's a, it's a place where we can find each other and help each other and draw on each other's strengths. So, you know, don't forget the power of those kinds of groups and of referrals. That is where you can find the best people for these kinds of jobs. So make sure that you have time to train them. This is really important. I've been very tempted um, to wait to get a VA until, I mean, not tempted, but like this has happened. I've waited until I was desperate to get a VA. And by that point, you're just so tired and exasperated that you don't want to train them. You just want to throw something at them and say, go do this, get it off my plate. And at that point, it's too late because you're not going to get a good job coming back to you. You need to be able to spend that time to sit down with them on Zoom or to write out a detailed um, you know, list of how the steps that you want them to do and what your system is and then go over it with them. And what I like to do is write all the steps out and then go over it with the person on Zoom and then have them try to execute it themselves you know, while I'm watching or them go do it and then write me back and say, okay, here are the things that I couldn't understand, you know, weren't very clear, that kinds of things. And, you know, clarify that and then have them write that in to the steps to make sure that if eventually you have to give that to another VA, that those steps are much more clear. Uh, alternatively, if you're giving them something that you know, say you've taken a course on something and you want to then hand that off to a VA and all the steps are in the course, you just give them access to that course and say, oh, hey, go, go through this 
you know, this is the course on XYZ and go through this. And then I want you to start doing exactly what it says for us and have them write out a list of steps from the course. So then you also have that in your possession, but have that be the first thing that they do as a VA, go through that course, write out the steps to doing what you need to do. And um, like, let me, let me give an example. So let's say someone was taking Michelle Lockie's course and Michelle's explaining to them how to do metadata and how to put it all in a spreadsheet to keep track of your catalog or, you know, using a tool um, like music catalog or something like that. Um, I think it's called song catalog, but you know, there are tools that can do that. So say that you want your VA to do that for you. Well, you give them access to the portion of Michelle's course where she talks about this and maybe she gives you a template or something. And then you have them write out the list of steps on how to do it. Then you have them create it and you have them go do it. And then see if they have any questions over the first week. And then you kind of go after the first week and see how they did. And then, you know, you've got a system that works and you're basing it on a system that already works because you got it from a course. So that would be my suggestion on how to train VAs, but please make sure you have time to train them. If you just throw a project at them, and even if it's something you don't know how to train them, maybe it's a design work and like, God knows I'm terrible at design. I know what I want in the end. So I can explain that all to them, but you need to make sure that you have time to write out, like, this is what I'm expecting from this project. This is, you know, what I want you to have in consideration as you're doing the project. And this is what I want to come out in the end. And then you actually talk to the person if you can. Make sure you have that time. Otherwise, you're not really going to have a good investment with your VA. So like I said, once they learn the system, um, allow them freedom within the system to innovate and solve problems. And this is really important because you don't want your VA to be like a robot. You want them to feel like they're contributing and they're giving their ideas and they're able to work within a system. And if they find something they think that works better to be able to let you know, and you know, that's great. Like, you know, I don't know everything. Like if, so, if somebody else is executing the system and they find that something's not working or that they, they can find a better way to do it, I am all for that. Two brains are better than one. So allow them and make sure that they know that they have the ability to work within this system and they don't have to be absolutely rigid. But if you have certain guidelines that are like necessary, make sure they know that too. But always be open to new ideas from VAs and to allow them to feel like they're taking ownership of it instead of just doing you know, just doing mindless work and just following a system once they've learned it. And this is especially important for long-term VAs, obviously, because a single project, it's easier to just say, okay, you know, this is how you do it. But if you are, you know, if you're giving them, if you're making them a part of your company, then you need to absolutely make them feel like what they're doing matters and that they can make some decisions along the way and innovate. So that is what I would love to, to you guys to implement when it comes to virtual assistants. I really love this subject because I see a lot of musicians asking about it. I see a lot of musicians that are 
really wanting help, but not knowing how to get it, where to find it. And I think it's important to go about this in the right way from the beginning, because I can tell you from experience, I have hired VAs that were not a good choice and you don't want to be there because having to let someone go is hard, feeling guilty, spending money when you know you're not getting what you want out of a VA is very frustrating. So don't let yourself get to that point. Be sure to start this process the right way from the beginning. Even if it's a volunteer or somebody in your inner circle that's willing to do something, make sure that they have direction because you don't want to get into the position where you don't like the way they're, you're doing, they're doing something and you're frustrated with them, but you can't say anything because they're a huge supporter and you don't want to you know, look a gift horse in the mouth setting them up well from the beginning is really, really important. So just keep that in mind and, you know, go back and listen to all the tips that I gave you today, either when we're done or, you know, always you can go back and refer to this when you're ready to hire a VA. I think it'll be really helpful. And again, if you're looking for somebody, look for them for a specific project first, try them out, see if it works out. So then if it's not a good fit, you can very easily go, oh, thank you for that project. That was great. And then not continue. Whereas if you really want to hire them, then you can, that can be a great trial run. So that's my suggestion for that. And again, looking in the free group, the female indie musician community, or in the female musician academy, either for people that can do the work or for referrals is golden. Like that is a golden, um, you know, those are, that is a fertile ground for finding the information that you need instead of maybe going to like generalized business places. Finding someone that's a musician could be really, really helpful for you in the work that you need done. So I would explore those avenues first before you go out looking for general VAs. Thank you so much for joining me today for Indie Interactive. I love being back live with you and I will see you guys next week at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Have a great day. Now go out and make great music, connect with your fans and grow your business. Female Entrepreneur Musician has been brought to you by femusician.com and femalemusicianacademy.com with editing by Jen Eads of 317 Sound Design and music by Stella Ronson.